This podcast is for Sociology 110. We're going to talk about the William LaBeouf article, Academic Ignorance and Black Intelligence. I suggest you have the article in front of you as I go over it, because I'm going to be doing a lot of quoting from the article and explaining what it means. Uh, For your final paper, you're going to use this article to critique the article by George Farkas called The Black-White Test Score Gap. Uh, Even though this article was written well before Farkas' article, it actually serves as an excellent critique. The Farkas article, by the way, is a good example of the culture of poverty argument because he places the blame for poor test scores on parenting style especially the parenting style of working-class African-Americans, but actually all African-Americans, to be honest. And LaBeouf is uh, very much opposed to that idea. LaBeouf is a linguist, a sociolinguist, who studies language. That becomes an important part of this. He starts off by talking about the, uh, I think I mentioned it before, The uh, one of the positions explaining inequality is innate deficiency theory that basically holds that some people are just not smart enough to do well. That was promoted in 1994 by a guy named Richard Hernstein and Charles Murray in their book, The Bell Curve. Uh, Hernstein has been, had been saying that for years. He's deceased now, by the way. So in the second sentence of this article, it talks about how in September 1971, the uh, Atlantic magazine, Hernstein summarized the position of psychologists and others who believe that heredity is substantially more important than environment in determining intelligence as measured by IQ tests. A lot of people wrote in to uh, disagree, and at the end of that paragraph he writes, many of those who wrote maintained that Hernstein's, that environmental factors rather than any genetic deficit explain the poor performance of lower class inner city children. Then he writes, a third position held by linguists and many anthropologists locates the problem not in the children, but in the relations between them and the school system. So what LaBeouf is doing here is very different. Uh, Both the genetic uh, intelligence argument and the social structural argument agrees that the children do have a deficit with language and with learning. They just posit it in different places. LaBeouf is saying they don't have a deficit, that the problem is not in their heads or in their culture or even in their environment. He argues that they're very intelligent and uh, speak very well and reason very well. So this is a very different kind of argument and one we haven't seen yet. So he says the problem is not in the children but in the relations between them and the school system. This position holds that inner-city children do not necessarily have inferior mothers, which, uh, as you recall, is what Farkas argues, language or experience, but that the language, family style, and ways of living of inner-city children are significantly different from the standard culture of the classroom. And this difference is not always properly understood by teachers and psychologists. So in other words, there is a lack of communication and understanding between the children and their teachers. Linguists believe that we must begin to adapt our school system to the language and learning styles of the majority of the inner city schools. 
They argue that everyone has the right to learn the standard language and culture in reading and writing and speaking if they were so inclined, but this is the end result, not beginning, of the educational process. They do not believe that the standard language is the only medium in which teaching and learning can take place, uh, or that the first step to education is to convert all first graders to replicas of white middle-class suburban children. That's pretty much the implicit belief system of people like Farkas and others, is that uh, everybody should walk and talk and speak like suburban white middle-class children. <clears throat> okay. Um, so he's done lots of research with children from poor neighborhoods, and he talks about that in the next paragraph. But uh, on page two, he starts with a critique of what other people have said, and he talks about educational psychologists. He's going to be talking about, too, a writer and Engelman uh, in, in detail. But uh, these people, the educational psychologists, argue that children show a cultural de deficit as a result of an impoverished environment in their early years. Uh, a great deal of attention has been given to language in this area, the deficit theory appears as a notion of verbal deprivation. Black children from the ghetto area are said to receive little verbal stimulation, hear very little well-formed language, and as a result are impoverished in their means of verbal expression. It is said that they cannot speak complete sentences, do not know the names of common objects, cannot form concepts or convey logical thoughts. You get this out of uh, Farkas also. Unfortunately, these notions are based upon the work of educational psychologists who know very little about language and even less about black children. That is a great sentence, and that is where he gets the title of the piece, Academic Ignorance in Black Intelligence. So these educational psychologists know very little about language and even less about black children, and I'll continue in my next podcast. <laughs>